This is Colorado Springs with Kevin James Bond. I'm a real estate agent who talks about Colorado Springs, real estate, city news, and my favorite spots. Come along. What is suddenly going on with the bank failure of the Silicon Valley Bank and mortgage rates and interest rates just took a half point tumble? What is going on? So CNBC reports the Silicon Valley Bank is shut down by regulators in biggest bank failure since global financial crisis. What exactly happened? As far as I can figure out, there's two banks actually that got shut down. So Silicon Valley Bank is the one and then Signature Bank is the other one. So both of those have a failure, and I'm continuing to read from another CNBC article. Mortgage rates loosely follow the yield on the 10-year treasury, which fell to a one-month low in response to the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and the ensuing ripple through the nation's banking sector. So in response, the mortgage interest rates look to have dropped about a half a point. Uh, they're now actually... Actually, let's switch over to that. Mortgage rates tumble in the wake of bank failures. The average rate on the popular 30-year fixed mortgage dropped to 6.57% on Monday, according to Mortgage News Daily. That's usually the site that I look up to see what the current rates are. If rates continue to drop now, buyers could return to the housing market once again, sure. This mini-banking crisis has to drive a change in consumer behavior in order to have a lasting positive impact on rates. It's still all about inflation, said Matthew Graham, chief operating officer at Mortgage News Daily. In real terms, for a buyer looking at a $500,000 home with a 20% down payment on a 30-year fixed mortgage, the monthly payment this week is $128 less than it was just last week. It is, however, higher than it was still than in January. So basically, as I understand it, it was like George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. You know, the whole bank thing, if you remember that Christmas movie where everybody's like, I want my money and the bank doesn't have my money. And they didn't because they went and loaned it out or put it into assets or bonds or whatnot. So that's what these two banks did. Silicon Valley Bank had no assets to be able to actually give people cash money when they wanted it. So when their investors said, hey, I want to pull funds out, they just didn't have enough to do that with. So the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank is the second biggest collapse in U.S. history. And then just a few days after that, you had the Signature Bank, which was seized by regulators. So they're worried about insolvency, I guess. So basically how it works is you have a large pool of people that just put their money together into the bank. The bank then goes and uses that money and does other things with it. They go and lend it out to other people. But they're required usually to keep some percentage of money available called reserves so that when people go to the bank and take money and withdraw it, they can actually pay them out. I'm not a huge tech industry or financial industry person. I'm a lonely real estate. I'm a lonely. I'm a lowly real estate agent here in Colorado Springs and I focus on real estate values and 
Colorado Springs stuff, so a lot of this is beyond me, but from what I have gathered on here, just to break it down into layman's terms for anybody that's curious about this, Silicon Valley Bank is a tech industry kind of bank, and so they would lend out money to different tech startup companies. And so what was happening recently was a lot of the startup companies were pulling out more money. They were not leaving their money in the bank because they actually needed their money for the startup. So it left Silicon Valley Bank low on reserves. So they're trying to raise money for reserves. But meanwhile, I guess the public just kind of gets wind of this and just feels that, oh, you know, they don't have the money to actually uh, cash out if need be. And they're, you know, insolvent. So people started selling off uh, or, you know, take it, pulling their money out of the bank. So basically, it just gave a very poor image of SVB to investors. And then investors went and told their portfolio companies to pull their money out of that bank. And that is that has caused what we are now seeing. So then Signature Bank is more of a crypto related bank, and they've got $109 billion in assets. Now the feds, the FDIC, there's talk about uh, them bailing out the banks here and this being a bailout. And so the FDIC is saying that stockholders and bondholders are the people that are not going to be getting a quote-unquote bailout. The actual customers will get the bailout or they'll be protected. So we'll see what that means and what that actually translates to. But now the question is, how does that affect the Fed and Jerome Powell and his team and what they want to do? Because when you have a bank bailout like this, uh, I'm guessing the Fed is going to pause and wait and see what happens with the market because last I heard the Fed was going to increase uh, at their next meeting uh, later this month. They're going to raise the basis points another 50 points. That's the... I, the rumor, I guess, nothing has been confirmed, but that's the the general expectation, and we'll see, you know, what that turn if that actually happens. But now that we've had this, I don't know if I would call it a black swan event. Did anybody see this coming with the banks with SVB? So, with this having happened, is this going to change what the Fed does with uh, the basis points? Coming back to the CNBC article. The last U.S. bank failure of this size was Washington Mutual in 2008, which had $307 billion in assets. So think about how our economy reacted back in 2008 and what this new banking crisis could potentially result in. And there's mixed results so far, mixed opinions on where this is going, if this is just going to be another huge event that redictates the entire economy, or if this is kind of a blip that we're all just kind of glance at and pass by. SVB was a major bank for venture-backed companies, which were already under pressure due to higher interest rates and a slowdown for initial public offerings that made it more difficult to raise additional cash. The closure of SVB would impact not only the deposits, but also credit facilities and other forms of financing. The FDIC said loan customers of SVB should continue to make their payments as normal. The move represents a rapid downfall for SVB. On Wednesday, the bank announced it was looking to raise more than $2 billion in 
in additional capital after suffering a $1.8 billion loss on asset sales. The shares of parent company SVB Financial Group fell 60% Thursday and dropped another 60% in pre-marketing trading Friday before being halted. While many Wall Street analysts have argued that the struggles for SVB are unlikely to spread to the broader banking system, shares of other mid-sized and regional banks came under pressure Friday. They're monitoring very carefully developments at a few banks, so we'll see if anything comes out of that. But the mortgage rates tumble. The mortgage rates tumbled from very low sevens to just over six and a half percent wow just as a knee-jerk reaction from investors and this has to do with the the 10-year treasury too so down here you see mortgage rates loosely follow the yield on the 10-year treasury which fell to a one-month low in response to the failures of silicon valley bank and signature bank and the ensuing ripple through the nation's banking sector in real terms for a buyer looking at a five hundred thousand dollar home with a 20 percent down payment on a 30-year fixed mortgage the monthly payment this week is $128 less than it was just last week. It is still, however, higher than it was in January. So with a half a point drop, maybe that's enough to bring a few more buyers who were otherwise going to wait and see uh, and bring them in to take a look and see if they want to buy that house that they were waiting on. But at this point, if it drops like that, anybody that sees that half a point drop, maybe they're also thinking, hey, uh, what if it gets worse? Why don't I just wait a little bit longer? So I don't know that this is going to really bring in more people to look at homes and purchase homes necessarily. It's just a half a point drop. If it was a 3% drop, then I'd be very interested, wouldn't I? I think this is really telling where uh, the chief operating officer at Mortgage News Daily says this mini banking crisis has to drive a change in consumer behavior in order to have a lasting Im positive impact on rates. It's still all about inflation. That's all. That's what it comes down to. And meanwhile, what does Jerome Powell say? If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we would be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Oh, they're still coming. They're still increasing. And he may say something new in response to this brand new banking crisis. But for now, the rates are going to continue going up. So this is all just very quick, instant reporting right now. It's all happening like now-ish, and everybody's just having the knee-jerk reactions. Uh, I, nobody's quite, how they're just now beginning to have the conversations of what does this do to inflation potentially? What does this do to our economy potentially? And if we are bailing out people, is are, who's paying for that? Is that going to increase our inflation? Um, is a bank bailout going how is that going to impact us so how is that going to impact to the country i don't expect this to impact anybody really on a local level 
you know, you know, unless they've got personal money involved, you know, just as a person who's not involved in any of this, I don't expect this to really affect anything other than it's clearly affected the interest rates. And so will it continue to negatively, you know, will it continue to push down interest rates? I think the market has already had the reaction it's going to have and the interest rates are showing that in a response. That's typically what they do. They're very quick to respond to that. So I don't, see that anything worse is going to happen but we'll see so i mean otherwise you know unless you're directly involved in this sector or in svb um it's not really going to affect the housing market or the real estate industry other than your mortgage rates and what you can get at this present moment so but that's what's affecting the rates right now because it's affecting the 10-year treasury which has an impact on the mortgage interest rates so as this story unfolds and these um and more details about what's going on with these banks and the bailout that is a non-bailout bailout they don't want to call it a bailout because then people are going to get concerned and or angry and we wouldn't want that we wouldn't want to tell the public what we're doing. So uh, if you got more info, let me know. I, I'd love to hear it because, yeah, this is fascinating stuff. But again, it's not going to directly impact anything unless we get the housing market involved. And if this is the tech center out in California, it's a little far away from Colorado. So, But that's all I got for you. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast, please give it a like and a subscribe. Have a sunshine day.